You're listening to the Quince podcast. Stand-up comedian Munawar Farooqi has been in jail for more than 2 weeks. Why did he crack a wrong joke? Well, as the top cop of Madhya Pradesh says, it doesn't matter. Munawar was arrested along with four others by Indore police midway during a show held at a cafe in Indore on the basis of a complaint filed by a fringe right-wing groups leader for allegedly making objectionable remarks against Hindu gods and Home Minister Amit Shah. But is there any evidence of him insulting Hindu sentiments or Mr Amit Shah? Not really. As Indore East Superintendent of Police Vijay Khatri justified, they wanted to catch Mr Farooqi in action based on quote-unquote oral evidence from his rehearsal that was overheard by the complainant. Now, although the oral evidence is not backed by any videos as such, Khatri indicated that Farooqi was arrested for the jokes he intended to make rather than what he actually said in his comedy set. But strangely, even as many people criticize the arbitrary nature of his arrest, Mr. Farooqi's legal ordeals are far from over. Although Farooqi is looking to getting a bail hearing in Indore soon, it's the UP police now that is all prepared to arrest him in connection to a case against him from May 2020. While some say India can't take a joke anymore, others have criticized the police for Munawar's arrest saying that he's behind bars for being a Muslim. But what does this indicate about the state of policing in the country? For this podcast we spoke to Shreyas Manohar a comedian Agrima Joshua who's also a stand-up comedian and Vakasha Sachdev the Queen's legal editor You're tuned in to the Big Story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shalpuri We've heard this being said a lot of times about different regimes with authoritarian tendencies that censorship is a defining trait. There have been restrictions of not only films, plays, books but also humor. And there are examples from around the world for that. Specifically, if you must look at comedy, while Shakespeare's jesters are said to be holding up a mirror to society, sometimes critiquing the king even with the ramblings of a madman in a lot of his plays, often authoritarian regimes haven't been able to accept humor at their expense. That ultimately led to intimidation of comics, bans, or even arrests. For instance, in 1966, Argentina's military regime had banned a humor magazine called Tia Vicenta because of cartoons lampooning politicians. Or, for instance, Zarganar, a popular Burmese. comedian from Myanmar was banned from performing in 2006 and then put behind bars in 2008 by the former Burmese military government more recently just in 2019 a Zimbabwean comedian was reportedly beaten up by the former president Mugabe's thugs for being critical of the police and the government and the list of similar examples can go on and on but the case of Munawar Farooqi is quite similar Farooqi was arrested on 1st January over a complaint against him that had been filed by Eklavya Singh Gaur the chief of Hindutva group Hind Rakshak Sangathan among other charges he was booked under sections 295A and 269 which are about outraging religious feelings and unlawful or negligent act likely to spread the infection of any disease dangerous to life now Ekalavya Gaur who's the son of a local BJP MLA Malini Lakshman Singh Gaur claimed that he and his associates heard indecent comments being made by Farooqi against Hindu gods as reports suggest God had even bought tickets to attend the show in a bid to catch Farooqi in action. He told the media that Farooqi is a serial offender who often cracks jokes on Hindu gods and goddesses. Gaur also reportedly submitted some video evidence to support his claim. But eyewitnesses tell a different story. 
they say that Faruqi barely got to say a few words, least of all anything hurtful towards Hindu sentiments. Many others from the fraternity also came out in support of Faruqi, saying that this arrest had nothing to do with the comedy set at all. Agrima Joshua is a stand-up comedian who herself was at the receiving end of online bullying for a joke on the Maharashtra government's Shivaji statue project says that fringe right-wing groups had set to targeting Faruqi ever since he got popular. First of all, he did not make the joke in the stand-up routine in Indore. I, there has been no joke in the stand-up routine at Indore, which was barely four to five minutes. Um, there has been no joke in that stand-up routine that was offensive to any gods and goddesses. So there is no clear record of what they are claiming is uh, hurting religious sentiments, right? So please, I would like this is why I this is why I feel like the more you speak to people who are in the know, who are from there, who are from Indore, you'll find out that there was no joke at the Indore show that they had a problem with. They the goons just came there to. Uh, create a ruckus and they ended up doing it successfully. There was they he did not even perform for more than four or five minutes. There was no joke in that show that caused the offense. Yeah. They had an issue with Munawar for a very long time, ever since he'd been becoming really popular and he'd been gaining traction. And he was set out to be like as big as Zakir and Okmanyu right now. He's yeah. quite huge. Like I've uh I I get messages from across the country and even when you travel when you talk about stand-up comedy in india a lot of people talk about Manavar. it's really strange like he's reached out to tire two cities mm-hmm. that's where his reach is and for us tire two cities has been a very hard thing for us to break break into it's not that Manavar is talking about anything different from what the other comics are saying it's just that he's speaking in a format that is accessible to more people. Now, town inspector of Tukoganj police station, Kamlesh Sharma had confirmed to the Indian Express earlier on 4th January that the police had no evidence against Faruqi directly and that the two videos submitted by Gore were of another comedian. Yet the police has been insisting on continuing his custody to prevent possible quote-unquote law and order problems. But the question is why is Faruqi behind bars without adequate evidence? What does this incident say about the state of policing in India? Shreyas Manohar, a comedian, says that it's a case of brazen misuse of power. Let's be very clear that what we are discussing is a crime. A crime against Munawar Faruqi. A violation of his human rights by this authoritarian fascist state. It's time we stop pretending that we have something like freedom of speech in this country. I mean, I mean, what we are seeing is, is just a brazen misuse of power by the state, which is so insecure that it's going after comedians. They should be embarrassed because it is embarrassing for them. We are past the point, sadly, where politicians gain our trust, our attention by development or empowerment or betterment. Now they do that by violence and by persecuting and intimidating dissenters. We've seen trolls and fringe right-wing groups target comics generally on social media. But is this an attack of a different magnitude altogether for comics who come from the minority community? Back to Mr. Manohar. The only crime that Munawar Faruqi has committed is that of being born as a Muslim, which is a crime seen by the state. There's nothing else that was wrong. And 
what we as society as public what we need to do is these efforts that the right wing fringe groups take to become more mainstream where they target minorities we should not accept that we should not take it lying down because it is frankly unacceptable undemocratic unsecular and inhumane in every way possible and while law and order should be about protecting the rights of citizens in munawar's case the police seem to be backing the vigilantes indore sp vijay khatri despite admitting that there wasn't enough evidence against munawar praised gore and his associates according to a report on scroll for being quote unquote active and alert as he went on to pointing out that in an april 2020 video farooqi's jokes about a popular hindi song mere piya ghar aaya o ram ji also showed his intent to insult hindu deities But Ms Joshua asks does even referring to Indian mythology count as hurting religious sentiments now So uh, talking about religion is inevitable if you're from India especially if you're from India Just exploring it just talking about it we grew up reading Amar Chitra Katha We are very all and another thing when it comes to India India is um, uh, characterized by our mythology It's Indian mythology that we talk about right there is no other mythology that uh, em- has emerged from our country uh, the mahabharat the ramayan these are religious texts that have that are the soul of india right we all read i ha- we've all read mahabharat we are we i haven't read the ramayan yet but we've all read mahabharat we are well versed with the tales in there and there are tales with very uh, interesting lessons when we bring up mythology we we talk about uh, myths and stories of kings and uh, princesses and gods and goddesses even those stories they are all meant to be there for a lesson it lives with you you grew up with them so of course you make uh, it's part of our culture you of course make uh, references to it is making a reference now going to be considered offense nobody sits there and says okay i'm going to say something offensive about this god that god this god the way it's being reported in the media mm-hmm. is horrid mm-hmm. the way they say it that uh, you know this comedian was hurting religious sentiments whereas in reality making or dropping right now the issue is that even dropping a reference to it mm-hmm. is now turning into mm-hmm. a, a problematic now what happened with padmavat right yes at the end of the day the whole movie was about glorifying rajput pride then how is it that everybody decided to take offense but what is especially concerning is that lately in india a lot of different content be it tv shows or jewelry advertisements or even comedy they've all been getting backlashes from members of fringe right wing groups for quote unquote hurting religious sentiments although there have been no formal bans yet the severe backlashes have often led to self censorship like in the case of the tanishka ad that was ultimately pulled down by the company although it was about promoting religious harmony rather than hurting any religious sentiments essentially what these incidents are boiling down to is that certain members of the society with some aid from the state are being able to dictate what permissible content is and what is not through intimidating tactics In Farooqi's case as it appears that he might be granted bail soon the UP police is now looking to rearrest him article 14 reported that a UP court has issued a production warrant for an FIR filed in April 2020 but does this whole saga legally even hold up vakasha sachdev the queen's legal editor weighs in so the issue with munawar farooqi's continued detention now is not just a 
problem with the police. It's also now a problem with the courts. Obviously, when it comes to the police itself, there's the fact that there doesn't appear to be evidence. The SP himself seems to have now said that actually he was arrested for what he said during a rehearsal, not during an actual performance. Uh, there is no record of what the speeches were which are in which are at issue in this whole case. So, I mean, we're already dealing with a problematic arrest um, and a problematic case. Now we've got a bail order, for instance, by the Madhya Pradesh, lower, by the Indore lower court there, which has continued to keep Farooqi in, in jail, which is also extremely problematic because, you know, it fails to, one, they've not questioned the police over the fact that, you know, where the hell is the statement which, you know, which this person is supposed to have said, which was so problematic, right? Like, the, the least the police should be doing is having a record of what that statement is supposed to be. Now, the court doesn't question that. It's basically just regurgitated what is there in the FIR, what is being said there, which again is also vague and doesn't mention what's there. And as we now know from what the Indore SP has said to news organizations, was not means that you know there was no real case here against Farooqi because there was no actual public statement made. Now, moreover, there is no questioning then of the fact that under the key provisionary section 295A of the Indian Penal Code, which is about sort of uh, outraging religious sentiments. And again, there has to be a deliberate and malicious intention for that to apply. That's part of the provision itself. It specifically says that you need intention, deliberate and malicious intention to uh, outrage feelings and cause hurt. Now, the other thing to remember is that this is a public order offence. So if you're going to ha charge someone with it, if you're going to book someone under it, you have to show some sort of public order reaction, which again, there is no proof of that. There was The only violence was that this guy was beaten up before he even said anything. So that's not a, that's not a 295A violation by him. That's an assault by these other people. But again, so now all of these things should have been questioned in the bail order by the judge. Should have asked, where is the information in the case study? Where is the evidence? Some basic information has to be there, right? I mean, obviously, the, the main aspects of it have to be discussed at trial. But the case report has to show some of this. Then there's the fact that these are offenses which uh, aren't bailable, I mean, automatically bailable. But the judge, when rejecting bail, has to look at specific grounds. as to be, is this person a flight risk? Are they likely to abscond? Are they likely to repeat the offense, go and do something immediately the moment they let out? Are they someone who's going to tamper with the witnesses and the evidence? These are the questions which the court has to look at when deciding whether or not to grant bail. And yet again, none of these considerations are bothered with by the judge. The judge's order at the end just says, oh, if we let him out, and I'm going to read out here what, what, what the, you know, the translation of what the judge said. And the judge says that um, grant of bail to the accused may give rise to the possibility of law and order issues. And on this basis, no grounds are made out for grant of bail. I mean, in what world does this work? I mean, this is an absolute abdication of responsibility by the court. It is ignoring decades of precedent, whether it's on 295A itself or whether it's on the grant of bail. And it is just for no reason denying a person bail on grounds which it's not allowed to do under law. Saying that there might be a law and order situation is not grounds to deny someone liberty. You have to say why there have to be detailed reasons for that. You can't punish someone because someone else wants to commit a law and order offense and go and block up the people who are going to commit the law and order offense, right? And the fact that, you know, we just recently saw the whole Arnab Goswami order where the court, the Supreme Court clearly said, you know, that the high courts, the low courts, they have to make sure that they are not, uh, that they are protecting liberty, that they're not allowing people to be kept in jail uh, without cause. It reminded people of the fact that the rule when it comes to cases, it's supposed to be bail, not jail. That's again, that's, 
decades of Supreme Court precedent on that. And in the Goswami case, in the Arnab case, the Supreme Court reiterated all of this and said, you know, even one day of wrongful detention is an assault on, on, on a person's liberty, is, is not acceptable. And they said that if there's some, purely on the basis of technicalities also, you can't keep someone in jail. And all of this has been ignored essentially by the Sessions judge sitting in Indore, who's basically just done whatever he felt like based on no actual, he neither has, has, has got facts to back this up, nor is he applying the law here. And I think on that, that's why this is a very, this particularly egregious. It's not just, you know, a, a local policeman who's ignoring his duties. It's a judge who is supposed to protect these uh, these rights is failing to do so. So that's why it's, it's really, really problematic. And now when you, so when you look at the fact that all of this has happened, you know, a BJP MLA's kid just decides they want to make a ruckus and make a name for themselves and so get a comedian arrested. You have a completely baseless case against the person by the police. And then you have a court also failing to do its basic job it all just starts to look really bad because you're still not seeing any actual basis for a case. And on top of that, you now have the Uttar Pradesh police turning up and saying, oh, we also want to take this guy into custody now for a case which is from May 2020. Now, they've not arrested this guy since May 2020 for that case. And suddenly only now, when it's looking like Farooqi might actually end up getting bail in Madhya Pradesh because of just how terrible the case against him is and just how terrible the police and the courts have acted, suddenly the UP police decides they have to turn up. I mean, and again, let's look at, if you look at the, that case again, it's, a, it's you, oh, he made an insult to a Hindu deity, oh, he insulted Amit Shah. These are not grounds to put a person in jail. You do not need custody of someone for any of this. And yet, we are seeing, uh, you know, this sort of folding over happening. And now it's going to be important to see what the High Court does. Will they protect him from this? Will they deny the transit remand? Uh, because even the High Court now is supposed to hear this matter on Friday and just said, oh, you know what, the police failed to provide us with a case diary, so we can't hear. I mean, can you imagine that the, the High Court refused to hear this man's arguments for why he should be let go because the police failed to do what they had to do. While this Kafka's trial goes on, is India going to be a dangerous place for comedy now? If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 